Hello everyone, welcome back to Chichate and Rambles. I'm your host, Danish, and I'll be guiding you throughout this tasty adventure. So just sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, a cup of Milo, Tetare, whichever you prefer, and just enjoy the vibes. So, for our second episode, I have a very special friend of mine. He's very close to my heart. I've known him since we were kids. Uh, and I'll let him introduce himself, y'all. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Islan. Um, I study at UTP, which is University Technology Veteranas. And I currently am pursuing a degree in civil engineering. So, uh, yeah, I've known Danish for a really long time. And Danish, thanks for having me on the show. The pleasure is all ours, man. Really happy to have you here. We've got a lot of interesting topics to, t- to discuss about. So Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. So, Izan, how is UTP right now? Okay, it depends what you, where you look at it from. Like, everyone's technically at home. So, are you asking me if it's, <laughs> you know the classes, or the campus, which is non-existent, really. So, I assume you'll be asking me about the classes, and, you know, online class is online class. Online class is online class. You're like, the usual wake up at 8am, get your breakfast ready, uh, class until 10am, a little break, and then another two hours later, you have another class. But essentially, it's just facing the computer screen all day, so, you know, Eh, not that good. <laughs> not that good. Well, you know, as they say, it is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And, you know, before the whole uh, MCO thing started, right, uh, I noticed that you happen yeah. to be spending a lot of time at the driving range. So, how'd that come about? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think I assume you mean golf. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's it's really been growing on me. Like, a lot of people, not only myself, we've been like, exploring a lot of our interests. And mine just happens to be golf, I guess. You know, you got to keep ourselves um, occupied one way or another. That's right? true, that's true. And I, I guess it's not, it's, it's not only me that, that really took an interest in golf. A lot of other people did. Well, so um, did I. Well, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, apparently. I didn't expect you out of everyone. I mean, like, how much you've despised golf, but yeah, here we are. Here we are. You know, that's one thing to to learn from me. Never judge on a sport, because one day you might actually get into it. Yes, sir, you will. But but it's it's, it's pretty amazing how, how detailed it is as a sport. It's so detail-oriented. You have to get the technique down, you know. How do you, how do you sort of get that perfect swing? Because a lot of people think that golf is just a game of, you know, it's a it's a hit and miss game when really it's a very patient based game. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not one to ask about swings, but I do have a general idea of the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, golf is one of those sports where, like. Once it's one of those sports where, from the outsider's point of view, you would say that it's quite easy, right? 
it's like very simple but when you really get down to it it's it's not not even close like there are many things in golf they have to do right they have to perfect in order to get the uh in order to get the perfect shot mm -hmm. i didn't really look up to golf that much but i've come to respect it as i play it and you know i think um i'll be i'll be playing it for a really long time a long time <laughs> Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll be right by your side doing that. Yes, sir, you will. Another thing that I've actually seen you do lately is thrifting. Well, technically we've been going there together. But we've been thrifting a lot this MCU. I wonder who has been pulling me to go thrifting. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, guess, I guess you can say it has become like a hobby of mine. So, aside from myself... Like, what sort of pulled you to the thrifting world? I mean, like... Alright, first let me just get it clear. Like, um, Danish, you're not really, like... You're not really the reason I go thrifting. <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate you by my side from time to time. You know? I mean, like... I mean, like, you know? Everyone loves thrifting. I put but you I on guess this. that... Yeah, I, I guess that thrifting... For me, I started thrifting... You know, mostly when people think of thrifting, it's about sustainable fashion, right? But I think it's... Back then, when I first started, I thought it was an opportunity to, like, clothes that don't cost an arm and a leg and aren't really that that widely available. For example, like, you got these golf jerseys, these, um, these graphic spray-on tees that you won't really find at your local like Uniqlo or H&M. And you would find them at these thrift shops, which I find really amusing. And they would they would cost like like 15 ringgit, 20 ringgit, which is like, you know, a bargain. After that, you know, the sustainable sustainability, uh, you know, factors kicked in. Like, you know, like, like these, you find out that these clothes actually look better and you can style them in a wide variety of ways. I mean, out of everyone, you would know what it's like to style, <laughs> and, you know, like you have a wide you have a wide variety of styles. I, I, I'm flattered know. for that compliment. Yeah, so I guess so. I guess you could. I guess you would be the the best person to relate <laughs> to this. I'm sure like, a lot of our listeners actually have been or are interested in thrifting, but you know, the thing that I when uh, we started to get into thrifting was that. We didn't really know the difference between a curated thrift store and just like a general bundle store. And the, the thing yeah. is, you know that feeling when you're in a bundle store and you go through the stuff and then you finally see something that, that looks absolutely amazing and you get that feeling? Do, do you know what I mean? Oh, well, that's a steal. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a steal. Right, right? Like, I guess it's like an experience. I guess it's like an, a full package experience. You know, It's like a mini treasure hunt. The thrill of thrifting, especially at those bundle stores, you know, JBR, for example, like, since it's like a wide bundle store, it isn't curated, it's um, random quotes from random people. When you find, like, a perfect, a perfect, like, shirt or, or sweater or hoodie, right? Like, it, 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 it in on itself is quite a feeling, I must say. Right. And um, I just want to ask... How has thrifting affected your opinion on fast fashion? Well, I must. It would definitely be hypocritical of me to say that I don't 
I don't do fast fashion at all. I obviously still do. But, you know, I guess it's it's um, reduced down to, you know, just a few white tees or, um, you know, just everyday wear, I guess. Nothing too extravagant but, for that. Yeah, yeah, nothing too extravagant. You know, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy, you know, clothes from H and M every month. Mm-hmm. Wear them three times and then not use them. You know, I mean that that's the problem with fast fashion. I see that people, that people, buy clothes from these fast fashion brands, and you know they just wear them for like three times. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, 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 I mean. It would be hypocritical of me too to not say that I don't wear fast fashion. I have some clothes that are from fast fashion brands. But, you know, it's it's a great alternative that, at least for me, who has never thrifted before uh, last year, like, it's such a great alternative to where you can find actually nice clothes with good quality for absolutely reasonable prices. Yeah, and saving the environment as well. Yeah, and I'm not saying that that's like a secondary cause, but you know, it's good to know that you're doing good at the same time while yeah. doing what you like, right? Yeah. Uh, so, just for the sake of it, do you can you like tell us what are your favorite thrift spots? Where are your favorite thrift spots? Sorry. I mean, obviously, you would know one of them. Obviously, um. You know, OK Go has been a really good store, I guess. I mean, like, it's a, obviously it's curated. Mm-hmm. They curate it from us, and obviously it comes from these big bundles. But, and, and, and they are quite, like, a little, a tad bit more expensive. But I guess the price comes from the effort of um, curating the, you know, the pants, the shirts, the sweaters, mm-hmm. the jerseys. So, you know, uh, I can do with that. But, you know, occasionally when I feel like it, especially like during, before MCO, I would, you know, go, go to these, you know, bundles like JBR and, you know, really get on the treasure hunt mood, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but too bad, you know, too bad you can't do it anymore since we have this two-week MCO, which we don't yeah, even know when <laughs> exactly it's going to end. So how yeah. do you feel about that? Yeah, that kind of that we're being put in a second MCO I mean, once again. Really, there, there we o- we only realistically had one shot at MCO mm-hmm. because, like, during the March MCO, you gotta remember that <laughs> that we had we had a lockdown and we had fear. People were actually scared. All right, the streets were literally empty. Mm-hmm. But now, as as the yeah. months went by, I think that fear has kind of died. And people don't really aren't really that scared of the virus anymore, and even if you have a lockdown, I guess that really, uh, you know, that really makes the lockdown less effective because you know people aren't just as scared. They're not as scared to go out anymore. They're not as scared to you know socially distance because they know that this this virus isn't as dangerous as they as they you know as they thought it was. But you know, nonetheless, it's still very dangerous, and people should still, you know. I think I think it's more of people being tired of just staying at home. It 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 because it, it. I mean, we both know that it takes a toll on oneself. Whether you're an extrovert or whether you're an introvert, 
It doesn't matter. Being that long cooped up in your house, I'm pretty sure it's going to take a toll on anyone. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, some some people take it differently. Yeah, I guess some, some people, people take it differently. Yeah. But what is notable is that it's such a flux when it comes to businesses' situations right now. Because we have businesses which are booming because of MCO, and then we have uh, actual people with you know stalls or uh, large-scale businesses who are actually negatively affected by the MCO. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I've bought... I mean, online businesses definitely thrived. That's for sure. I mean, like, I've bought... Me, personally, I've bought a lot of stuff online because I find it really hard to find, you know, the things that I want, you know, during MCO, like, you know, physically going there and buying it. So, you know, I guess that's the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unfortunate for those people that have landed businesses, which is why my point stands that we only had one shot at this because the businesses can't take it anymore. You know, people got to work somehow and a lockdown just isn't going to do it for them. But like the cases right now are scary, really scary, honestly. 4,039 per month, eh, per per day, sorry, per day. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. What do you think, you know, what do you think, aside from just adhering to the MCO, once it's lifted, what do you think we can do as people? Like, are we just to stay in our house? Are we? What, what What do you think we can do? I mean, realistically, it, 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 all, it all comes down to, you know, the fear that we have. You know, if eight months ago, if you were to tell me that that we had 4,000 cases, I would be, you know, I would be really scared. And people were already scared when the cases were like 120 nationwide. You know, people were panicking, they're panic buying and whatnot. And now to see that four thousand doesn't really spark that much panic. That's that's really that that in itself is is quite worrying already, and it just shows that people don't care. And definitely, yeah. I mean, the best solution right now, I think, could be a vaccine, mm-hmm. because uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's it. The vaccine. Mm-hmm. And uh, but a lot of people are quite scared of the vaccine. I like people like to say that it's rushed, but. The, the the fact of the matter is it's just that uh, the main reason why the vaccine takes such a long time, like the regular vaccines take such a long time to be uh, sort of publicly used is because of the administrative process, right? Where they have to wait for approvals uh, and that sort of takes a very long time while this particular vaccine is immediately approved because... You know, it's an ongoing pandemic. But yeah, man. Yeah, I guess that's that's one of the things that they they have to cut corners. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But you know, uh, would you take it? Would you take it like right now if 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 it was offered to you? Would I take the vaccine right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, I mean, like as it stands, its current status, its current proven effectiveness. Would you take it right now? Because like, I know I would. I mean, I would, I would, I'm, I'm sorry, you rendered me speechless for a second, but, you know, logically thinking, I would, but the thing is, you know, the memes that come up on the internet give me so much anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, when I'm thinking straight, definitely it's, it's nothing, 
too dangerous. Like, it's not not to say too dangerous, but it's nothing that I would be fearing to put in myself. Because I didn't even know what came in my, like, what what was put in me when we when we were born. You remember that vac- the vaccine? You mean the one that leaves a mark on your arm? Yeah, the one that leaves a mark on your eye. You don't know what's yeah, in that. Yeah, I mean, like... You think it regardless. I, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know what it, what's in that, but so far, I'm feeling great. I don't know about you. I've been, I've been taking vaccines for as long as I can remember. I recently just took, like, two jabs of God knows what. I just took it. It's probably, like, <laughs> flu or... Um, it's flu or pox, is, I guess. I, I overheard it. But I recently got those jabs, and, you know, I, I couldn't... I couldn't... It's not to say I couldn't care less. It's that I just trust. I we should we should trust that people aren't trying to kill us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so far I haven't been feeling any any way out. I feel healthy. Don't we all? I think I've taken a lot of vaccines. A lot of vaccines. And I say that like I've lived for fifty years, but I just lived for twenty. But still, that's that's a long time, and I took a lot of vaccines. Yeah, that's and, a really long time. Yeah, and I still feel I still feel healthy. Yeah, maybe the next podcast I should uh, we should invite an anti-vaxxer just to see their their opinion on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, good luck finding one. I think you can find one. You should you should get Iman on this podcast. <laughs> we should. Uh, I'll try to get him. Get some here. really interesting points. Uh, <laughs> okay, if anyone wondering, Iman say a mutual friend of ours. Now that's a podcast idea. No, we will conclude this. Uh, this topic on anti-vaxxers but you know when i'm thinking about lockdown it brings me back to our hostel days you and i we were in different hostels oh yeah, but, yeah we definitely were. um i see i'm not sure if this would apply for everyone but i do see some similarities in where our life in hostel is sort of or not related but just sort of alike with what we're going through in MCO. You get me? Yeah, m- mostly the restrictions part, yeah? <laughs> mostly the restrictions part. But sure, uh, you know. Yeah, so what's your take on that? Do, do you find it as similar as I do? Um, uh, like, what, 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 what would you say is your situation? Like, is it restrictiveness? Like, like things you can't do? Things... What do you, what do you feel like is similar to it? Uh, I feel like it's, um, it's more of like a... You can't do this. You can't do that. <laughs> so it's pretty. It's pretty similar, but but I guess it's, it's quite different. You know, the feeling of restrictness is still there. Like you're being restricted. Like you're being blocked from doing what you want. But you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. it's definitely incomparable for me. I see. Yeah, that's true. But can you imagine if like? Can you imagine if? Uh, hostels were still to be open right now and people were just um, people were just hanging out uh, going about their classes like normal let's say there's no COVID but just like uh, they can't go back to their houses like their hometown for like three to six months and they're just stuck there can you imagine how I it feels? based on experience I can guarantee you that if students were allowed to go back to their boarding schools there would be zero social distancing. I mean, obviously. At any time. That, at any time. Ob- that, that one is a given. But just to like, you know how uh, you know, hostels, boarding schools have a controversial culture to them. 
you know, with the ragging and all that. Yeah. You know, you yeah. being someone who's already been in, in uh, a boarding school before, would you say so? I can see how it's controversial. I, I can see what, what from the outside, you know, outside perspective when people look at this and then they say, like, how is this allowed to happen? But, you know, to me, I guess it's just... Mm-hmm. I guess it's just, you know, tradition, I guess. As long as, you know, it doesn't involve people, you know, people getting harmed, actually getting harmed in general, then it should be fine. I mean, only on a few accounts have people actually be harmed, but I won't really go into that. Um, so, yeah. I, I think it's not for everyone, but the experience is really, is really, it's really great for me, at least. It's something I, I agree, I completely agree with you. It's something that you have to go through at least once, just like thrifting, and then only you can sort of gauge on how someone who's actually been there yeah. feel. Yeah. Right? You know, saying that, how would you say being in a boarding school, going through the culture there, uh, you know, staying there apart from your family, how, do you, how much do you think that has influenced you as a person? It's def... I, I must say, like, boarding school, definitely made me able to communicate better. Like, when I went to boarding school, I was just speaking English, dude. Like, right now. Yeah. For- yeah. Same. And you, and you know that doesn't really... To be honest, that doesn't really fare well when you have every... You have, you have like, you know, kids from every single corner of the country. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they sort of saw you and they were like, you're basically like an alien to them. Yeah, I completely agree. So to speak. That. Yeah. And so you learn to, you see, oh, like talking like this doesn't really like work to these people. So you gotta, you gotta adapt. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's what I did, I guess. I guess my com- I, I developed like set of communication skills. You know, the casual, casual Malay. I can talk like it when I want. I guess, I guess, I guess, I, I mean, I wasn't one to speak that way. Like, you know, you know what I mean, right? Like, um, I mean, you know, speak, uh, let's say street Malay, for example, uh-huh. right? So yeah, I wasn't one to speak street Malay before boarding school. And I guess I've been able to, you know, speak it quite, quite know, well, like proficiently. Yeah. And, you know, going into university, I realized how good that is. Mm, that 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 came out that great. that came out fresh out of the futsal court and and boarding school you know you know what I'm saying you know I'm trying to convey a message here <laughs> like, like like I don't know how to explain it dude but you know I I know you understand what it means I understand so would you say that yeah. boarding school allowed you to be to understand and to understand what kind of crowd you're in and then you get to adapt in that situation yeah. right. I guess so. You get to adjust yourself so you can fit in. Yeah. Not to say that you're not yourself, just that... You can uh, adapt yourself to... You yeah. know how to... You know how to talk with... Yeah, you know how to, like, yeah, capture yeah. people's attention. Yeah. You know how to... Bl- you know, how, you know how to blend in with, you know, different people. You read them, and then you know, okay, this is how they are, and... 
you know, that's how you talk, that's how you present yourself. Oh, that's a that's such a cool way to see that. Like, it's it's sort it's sort of like I I would say it's sort of like this. Um, let's see, you're Spanish, and mm-hmm. you can speak really good English, right? And you mm-hmm. you have like a you have like an English accent behind it. And so one moment you're speaking, you know, this really good English with an English accent, and the next moment you're going full on Spanish, mm-hmm. which has its own accents. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it's two completely different. Percent. But you're not you're not being different. You're still being yourself. Yeah, it's just yeah. that you know it's, it's the situation that you're in, and that's just how you adapt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. So, the one last question. Before uh, we end our podcast, you know, this is the only much time oh, already? that we have. Already, man. Time flies. Time flies. With how things are right now, how do you see your future? Or oh. just how do you see the future oh. of people graduating within this COVID era, era in oh. general? That's a very. That's actually a very, um, a very thoughtful question. Yeah. Um, the last one hits hardest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it really does. Um, if I must be completely honest, I feel personally. I feel that this online this online season, especially for you know, uh, undergraduate students, degree degree students, I feel like this online session would really affect. The credibility of your degree. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like personally, because you know, most most of these things are online, and it's hard to really judge. Um, not only how much work you do, but you know, the quality of work sometimes can't be really like can't be really seen when it's done when when you know events or projects are done online. Yeah. So you know. I guess yeah that that that's it. It's not really I don't I don't think and and that's what I fear for the future I guess that you know this would impact our our careers if we get one in the first place. If we That's, that's what, what we, we do. do man. That's what we all yeah. get a future we all have jobs. You know, at this point we can pray for the best. Yeah. Hopefully you know, hopefully it'll be okay. Let's hope it will. But it's scary to think about, but it's a it's a conversation that needs to be have. Sorry, needs to be have that needs to be taken place, but not today. Yeah, I mean, because uh, <laughs> this is all the time that we have. You know, let's not end it on a sad note. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, we just got off. We just got off a pretty deep topic, so you know, there, know, there are some tired. blowback from it. <laughs> kind of just to go. But all in all, let's just hope everything gets better. Uh, we hope people who are struggling right now also get better. We hope business gets booming for yeah. the ones that have business, especially the local ones. Uh, yeah. yeah, we hope your resolutions all come true. Uh, thanks a lot, Islam, for coming on to this podcast. Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me, dude. Like I said, just now, pleasure's all ours. You gave us some interesting things to think about. Uh, yeah. you guys can follow Islan at at Islan Shahrin. 
That's it. I thought it was Instagram or F. It's yeah. I mean, my Instagram is literally my own name. I mean, I don't see any right. applications to put uh, his name. But you know, you to do, the you... ladies, hit up yeah. my fella. Uh, he down bad, but <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to say it. But that was alright. So you know, stay at home. Stay at home. Stay at home. Social distance. Wear a mask. Thank you for going on this journey with the both of us. Uh, I know it might have been sort of like a caramel latte. Sometimes you taste bitter, sometimes you taste sweet. But that's nah, life. I taste sweet, dude. That's yeah. life, right? Uh, so thank yeah. you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we hope to see you again in our next episode, which might be due soon or not. But uh, that's all the time we have today. Uh, follow us on... Humsa on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. We also have YouTube. Do keep that in mind. We might post interesting content soon. But yeah, uh, I'll hope to see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.